the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This is the main principle that we find here in chapter 18. Every person is responsible for himself or herself and his own life and his own choices of how he or she lives. Yes, it's true. People have different challenges to overcome in life, but we are responsible for the choices we make for ourselves, and no one else is. No matter how much you'd like to deny it, the truth is that you alone are responsible for your actions. Ultimately, you decide what you do and say. Thanks for joining us today as Pastor Dan continues through the book of Ezekiel. He'll share that you decide how you respond to the joys and hardships of life. He encourages you to have hope because you don't have to make the same choices that your family or friends do. You can break free from negative patterns and the destruction that results from those choices. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 18 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So this righteous father has a wicked son. And in verse 13, the Lord asks, shall this wicked son live? And again, God is showing the fallacy of their proverb in verse 2. Remember, the, the proverb is the children are punished for the sins of the father. Well, what if it's reversed? What if you have a righteous father? If you have a righteous father and a wicked son, is the, is the pro, if the proverb is true, does that mean that this wicked son shall be blessed because of the righteousness of his father? Shall he live? And the answer is no, he shall not live. He shall surely die and his blood shall be upon him. Even though he has a righteous father, he shall die. And his blood shall be upon him. By the way, if you're a note taker, the word blood here is it's plural in the Hebrew. So both his own blood and the blood that he shed of other people shall be upon him. Now he goes on with this illustration, verse 14. Now the, the wicked guy has a son and then he has a righteous son. And verse 14, if, however, the wicked guy, he begets a son who sees all the sins which his father has done and considers, but does not do likewise, who has not eaten on the mountains, nor lifted his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, nor defiled his neighbor's wife, nor has not oppressed anyone, nor withheld a pledge, nor robbed by violence, but has given his bread to the hungry, 
and covered the naked with clothing, who has, with, who has withdrawn his hand from the, the poor and not received usury and increase, but has executed my judgments and walked in my statutes, he shall not die for the iniquity of his father. He shall surely live. As for his father, because he cruelly oppressed, robbed his brother by violence, and did what is not good among his people, behold, he shall die for his iniquity. I love these verses. I love in particular verse 14 and what it says here. And I love these verses because quite often uh, people repeat the same sins as their father. You see, quite often you see a pattern in a family. Maybe there's been a pattern in your own family. I know there's been a pattern in my family where you see the same sin uh, repeated from one generation to the next generation to the next generation in a family. And there's like this cycle that happens in a family where it just goes from one generation to the next. But it says here, this son, he sees all the sins which his father had done and considers, but he does not do likewise. And you know what this tells us? This tells us that a person can choose not to repeat the same sins as his or her parents. A person can choose not to repeat the same sins as his or her parents. Rather than using his father's sins as an excuse for his own sin and saying, well, my dad was like, I'm just, you know, my dad was, I struggled with the same thing. Rather than making an excuse and using his father's sins as an excuse for his own sin, the son used his father's sin as an example of what not to do. The, the son said, I, I, I don't want to be like my old man. I see what he's doing and I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like him. And here this son, he makes a choice not to follow in his father's footsteps and he breaks the cycle of sin. You can break the cycle of sin in your family. And in some cases, in some families, maybe in your family, there there was a particular sin or as many sins that just were repeated from generation to generation to generation. In my family, on my dad's side of the family, Every male before my father was a violent alcoholic. As far back as anybody can remember, they were all violent alcoholics, including my grandfather, my dad's dad. My dad, when he grew up and became a man and married my mom and had children, he decided, I'm not going to drink at all. And for me, growing up, I rarely, rarely ever saw my dad drink alcohol occasionally at like a neighborhood barbecue, he would have a beer. But otherwise, we really didn't have alcohol in my house because my dad grew up in this violent, unstable home because of alcohol. And he made the choice, I'm not going to drink. And he was the first male in our family to not be a full-blown drunk. It's just like the son in verse 14. He, he sees the sins of his father and he chooses not to do likewise. That's good news. We're, we're, not, we're not doomed to repeat 
the same sins as our parents. It doesn't have to continue on from generation to generation. We're not stuck in some cycle that we can't break, especially because of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ has set us free from the power of sin through the cross. He has set us free from the bondage and dominion of sin over our lives. And we are new creations in Christ. The old things pass away. Everything's made new. Jesus Christ sets us free by the power of the cross. So now in verse 17, again, God says, The son shall not die for the iniquity of his own father. He shall surely live. Verse 18, as for his father, because he cruelly oppressed, robbed his brother by violence, and did what is not good among his people. Behold, he shall die for his iniquity. The the righteous son shall not suffer because of the sins of his wicked father, and neither shall the righteousness of the son justify the wicked father. Right? The father is not justified because he's got a great kid. And the kid's not condemned because he's got a wicked Father, each person has personal responsibility for his own life. Again, in Judah, they were saying, we're suffering because of the sins of our fathers. The generation that came before us put us in this situation by their sin. And there's nothing we can do about it. We're victims. We can't change it. And God here is saying, no, each person has a personal responsibility for his own life and is judged for his own choices. Verse 19, yet you say, well, why should the son not bear the guilt of the father? Because the son has done what is lawful and right and has kept all my statutes and observed them. He shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father bear the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. So this is the main point. This is the main principle that we find here in chapter 18. Every person is responsible for himself or herself and his own life and his own choices of how he or she lives. Yes, it's true. People have different challenges to overcome in life, but we are responsible for the choices we make for ourselves and no one else is. No one else is. We shouldn't blame someone else for the choices that we've made for ourselves and for our lives. And he goes on in verse 21 to say, But if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him because of the righteousness which he has done He shall live. Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his ways? 
and live. I love this. There's so much hope here in these verses. A wicked person can choose to turn from all their sins and start doing what is right in God's sight. They're not stuck. They're not hopeless. It's not the kind of thing where there's no way they can change. And it can't be different. A wicked person can choose to turn from all their sins and start doing what is lawful and right in God's sight, and surely they will live and not die. A wicked person can repent, in other words. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. If you change your mind about the way you're living and turn to God, he says here, none of your transgressions will be remembered. The record is erased. You get a new beginning with God. What a wonderful promise that is. That we can turn to God and he forgives our sins and he remembers our sins no more and we get a whole new start with him. And you live, he says, you live Because of the righteousness which you've done. The wickedness has been removed. It's been erased. And now you walk in righteousness. And at any point we can make a change like this. At any point a person can turn from their wicked ways. And start living for God. And God will forgive their sins. And God will give them a new life. And all of the wickedness is erased. And it's removed. Again, no one is stuck where they are in life. Now, again, the people of Judah are saying, you know, this is all because of what our fathers did, that we're suffering. It's unfair. There's nothing we can do to change. We can't change our circumstances. We can't change our situation in in life. This is just how it is. And God says, no, that's not true. You can change. It can be different for you. You don't have to stay where you are. You're not a prisoner to your circumstances. Verse 23, God says he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. His his desire is that all people would turn and live. He doesn't want people to stay stuck in their circumstances. But when a righteous man turns, verse 24, when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and does according to all the abominations that the wicked man does, shall he live? Again, I believe he's talking about temporal life here. He's talking about this life, and really he's talking about the quality of life. He's not, he's not really talking about salvation or eternity here. He says when a, when a righteous man turns away from living a righteous life, It's going to impact his life. You know, just to give you kind of an extreme example, I guess, if 
you know, if, if I decide tonight after church, I'm, I'm just going to abandon my family, I'm going to abandon this church, I'm going to abandon all of you, and I'm going to walk away, and I'm just going to go off into, you know, unrestrained sin. It's going to impact my life. <laughs> it's going to impact my relationship with my wife. It's going to impact my relationship with my kids. It's going to impact my relationship with you. Uh, it's probably going to impact where I live, my living situation. It's going to impact me financially. It's going to impact my family financially. It's, it's just going to have an impact on my life if I turn away from righteousness and start living for wickedness. And he says here, you know, basically, you know, every area of your life is going to be injured by that kind of choice, but, but I'm making the choice. And I can't blame anyone else if I choose that path. I've made the choice to destroy my life and my family. I've made the choice to start walking in in wickedness. And he says here, you know, if I do that, if a person does that, they turn away from righteousness, start walking in wickedness. At that point, it doesn't make a difference how righteous they were before. Because all that that righteousness, uh, he says, which he has done shall not be remembered. Because it's all that's going to be remembered, it's the unfaithfulness. And as we saw in Proverbs, the way of the unfaithful is hard. If you decide to stop being faithful to the things that God has called you to, it's going to be hard. It's going to bring hardship. And that's what he's saying here. It's not somebody else's fault. (laughs) You're choosing this. You're making this choice. Verse 25. Yet you say, well, the way of the Lord is not fair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is it not my way which is fair and your ways which are not fair? When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity and dies in it, is it because of the iniquity which he has done that he dies? It it is because of the iniquity which he has done that he dies again. When a wicked man turns away from the wickedness which he committed and does what is lawful and right, he preserves himself alive because he considers and turns away from all the transgressions which he committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not fair. O house of Israel, is it not my ways which are fair? And your ways, which are not fair, Israel was not fair. It was not fair for them to blame the previous generation for their own choices. That's not fair. It's not right. It wasn't fair of them to act like their fate was sealed because of the sins of their fathers. There was nothing they could do to change their circumstances. It's not fair to say that it's not because of the choices I've made that it's someone else's fault. Verse 30, Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions so that iniquity will not be your ruin. 
Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore, turn and live. G. Campbell Morgan in his commentary said, It may be true that in my physical being, I have inherited tendencies to some forms of evil from my father, but in the fact of my essential relation to God, listen to this, there are forces available to me more and mightier than all these tendencies. Did you catch what he says there? He says, hey, yeah, it may be true. It may be true that in your physical being that you have inherited tendencies uh, for evil from your fathers. Yeah, that might be true, he says. But then he says, but because of your relationship with God and the availability to God uh, that God has made to you, there are forces available to you that are more and mightier than all these tendencies that you may or may not have inherited from your parents. God has, uh, has made the power of his gospel available to us. We have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We have the power of the Word of God available to us to renew our minds. We, we have the power of the body of Christ available to us to minister to us, to encourage us and, and, and edify us. All, all these things that God has made available to us through His Gospel and through His Spirit and through the Word and through the church and the body of Christ... All these things are mightier and more powerful than any circumstances or challenges we may face in life or any uh, tendency toward evil or sin that we may have inherited from our parents. Iniquity does not have to be our ruin. It doesn't have to be that way. When we repent... And turn from our transgressions, God will give us a new heart. God will give us a new spirit, the Holy Spirit. And God will make his power and his resources available to us. So that we can live a victorious life in Christ. All of those things may be true. Yes, you know, you have this long generational sin in your family where every generation is committing the same sin as far back as you can remember. And, you know, and and yes, okay, but what has been made available to you is more powerful than that. The gospel has the power to break the dominion of sin in our lives. And we can be set free. And we can walk in victory through Jesus Christ in this life, this side of heaven, and receive eternal life when we die. So we take personal responsibility. We don't blame others. We don't say, it's not my fault. Instead, we repent. We turn from our transgressions. So that iniquity will not be our ruin. And God casts away all of our transgressions that we've committed. Through the power of the cross, He removes all of our sin. And He gives us a new heart. And He gives us a new spirit. 
And he enables us to rise above and to live a newness of life through Jesus Christ. He asked me how I You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study. And we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.